Hello and thank you for joining me in What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode 42, I'm joined by Gemma Brani. I've known Gemma for quite a few years and this conversation where she talks about two life events that had a really altering impact on her and how she, she lives her life and how she sees the world now. I had witnessed them from afar, but had not appreciated the real impact that they have had on her and that they have had on the kind of woman that, that she is and that she plans to be and, and walk out in the world the way she does. What Gemma knows for sure is that you're only as strong as the community around you. And by community, as the podcast goes on, we narrow that down to being that strong circle of women, those circles of women that we can belong to if, if we're lucky enough to have built these within our lives. And that real openness to the fact that there will be more circles of women as life goes on, as things change in our career, our age, our life experience, then we are always exposed to new circles of friendship, circles of support. And that's something that, that Gemma really holds on to and trusts will be a part of her lifelong journey. This is a conversation about grief and about postnatal depression and about the resilience that is really built while, while you're on your knees. You know, it's when you're on your knees that you really manage to pull yourself up and you learn so much in that space between the earth and your knees as they hit the floor, don't you? This really is a humbling conversation. I was quite taken aback by how really honest and open Gemma was with me and really grateful that she has shared this not only with me, but also with you, the listener. So I hope that you enjoy it. Gemma, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Oh, thank you. And tell me a wee bit about you. Uh, so I'm Gemma. I um, I'm in my well, I'm 30, 35. I had to think about my age when you said age earlier on. Um, I've got two kids, mm-hmm. um, quite young children who have just gone back to school and nursery this week. So very exciting in my house. And um, yeah, we live just outside of Glasgow. I um, work within the world of kind of corporate social responsibility and uh, work for an international business so kind of you know things around kind of gender equality etc is really like exciting to me and something I'm really interested interested in. Great great and I know that you've been pondering this question because we've had this in the diary for a few weeks haven't we now but tell me Gemma what do you know for sure? Yeah it felt like a really big question and it, it took me some time to really kind of figure out what I do know for sure, especially because I think COVID has maybe challenged some of the things we right. thought we knew for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, it's around you're only as strong as the community that around you. And when mm-hmm. I talk about community, I'm really thinking about not where you are physically in geography, but the groups and the networks that you're part of. And really, you know, that's about, you know, how you know you've, you've got two things when it comes to resilience. You've got resilience that you find from within and resilience that you build through others and for me my resilience is definitely stronger because of the communities that I contribute to and um, that's a two-way thing it's around the value that I put in and what I contribute to the networks and communities that I'm part of but then also the vast amount of kind of value and support that they give me especially in different times in my life where I've really you know, relied on those communities to help 
mm-hmm. keep me resilient and keep me strong and survive difficult times and difficult situations. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I know for sure. Aye. And when you reflect on your, your 35 years then, when is the time, and I suppose what was the community, where you really felt as if one of your circles of community supported you? Is there a time you can reflect on where that was just what made the difference? Yeah, so I think there's there's probably two times. So one is um, after I had my first child, um, who's now almost eight, um, I had really bad postnatal depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of came out, it kind of felt like a bolt out of the blue because I was quite a resilient and strong person mm-hmm. and I didn't expect to get, you know, mentally ill after yeah. having a child. It's not, you know, I'd heard about it, but I hadn't really, I hadn't, occurred to me that that's something that could happen to me Mm. and at that point you know I was living here with a a good group of friends but all of them had kids they were at work all day they weren't really around and I I quickly met other women who had babies the same age as mine Mm -hmm. and and we built a really strong community and I think you know very quickly those women kind of obviously identified that I wasn't very well and I was getting support from from um, the NHS, but they really stepped up mm-hmm. and would just do simple things like like make sure one of them was always around every day to go out for a walk with me so I wasn't by myself because that's what I really struggled with. I didn't want to be alone. Um, and, and just really stepped up. And, and those women now are like my best friends and and have like helped me through so you know you know like they just helped me through that time made sure I didn't ever feel like I was alone and and built my resilience back up because it had gone mm-hmm. that experience had kind of like really shattered the resilience that I thought I had so mm-hmm. you know they definitely like strengthened who who I was and then I think you know the second time was just over three years ago when I lost my mum yeah. and you know it was out of the we didn't expect my mum to die she wasn't she wasn't supposed to die she went in for what should have been a relatively routine operation and never made it home. And again, you know, I saw so many different communities that I'm part of step up at that point mm-hmm. from my professional community, different things that I contribute to in a professional way. You know, people were sending me flowers and handwritten letters and food parcels to like my friendship groups and mm-hmm. even friendship groups that I maybe hadn't been that proactive with for a few years like girls I went to university with, for example, kind of, you know, stepping up and really helping me find my strength to get through that. And I do, for for me, and, and different people have different ways that they react to situations, but I definitely find that my resilience comes from the communities and networks and people around me. Yeah, yep. and I resonate so much. I uh, liken it to when I had been unwell four years ago that the, the people around me it was like I was in a cave scared of the world and they just kept pulling me out they just kept yeah. doing it again and again and again had they not had I not had that circle of support would I have recovered in the way I did I'm not sure I would have but certainly when you're speaking there and this is just maybe how I'm taking it not you're saying it it's about circles of women Mm-hmm. Would that be appropriate to say that it's circles of women and therefore what is the strength that you find from being surrounded by strong, proactive support of women? Yeah, I think actually when I, when I reflect on most of the networks and communities I'm part of, they are predominantly female. Um, 
Good to, you know, it's interesting. And I, but I th- I, yeah, I think, I think, you know, we're women have this amazing ability is empathy. Mm. So, you know, we can really empathise with each other and have a shared understanding. But also I think, you know, it's the openness and transparency to be able to really tell the truth, to be able to say, you know, like yesterday was my darkest day and I, I didn't know if I wanted to carry on. Being able to say that out loud is like a really difficult thing to say to somebody. But we can have that trust and transparency, I think, as as women. But also, I always remember when I was going through postnatal depression, like the first the first part of it, I couldn't I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Like I just had this dread that this was how I was going to have to live for the rest of my life and not sure if I could do it or not. Mm-hmm. But then through that community, I started kind of seeing seeing and meeting women who had been through it. They'd came out mm-hmm. the other end. And that gave me my light at the end of the tunnel was because I could I could see their journey that they'd been on. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, sometimes it's difficult to find the light yourself. Somebody needs to hold your hand and take you there. Yeah. And, and I suppose we're kind of talking about quite, you know, difficult, difficult times, but even in a professional context, being surrounded by inspiring women who lift other women up yes. they don't take their success for themselves that you know they they use their their privilege their opportunity to lift other women up I think you know that's quite a unique thing about our gender yeah mm-hmm. is that we, we we do that with each other and I, I'm not sure if you see that as much with men as you do with women uh, but we, we'll never know because we're obviously proudly over here surrounded by our women aren't we <laughs> do you do you therefore acknowledge because the way you talk there you talked about you know friends from university but then also friends that you've known since your wee boy was born which was eight years ago was it you said yeah and so those friendship circles those groups of women that you align yourself with are you open to the fact that new circles will open you will meet other women you will support other women they will support you and this is just a sort of a a lifelong quest to be surrounded by the right women oh definitely yeah I, I I think you know um there's always opportunities to expand your network in the communities that you contribute to um just in November I joined the board of um women's aid in uh, my local area mm. and have opened myself up to a network of very um, strong um, feminists. Yeah, that's not something you know. I've never been part of that before. Um, so I think you know there there is always opportunities to kind of contribute, contribute and expand your network. And it is around also kind of figuring out what your superpower is to give back mm. to them, mm-hmm. um, and and how you kind of follow that legacy on, whether it's kind of networking or um, mentoring or coaching somebody who's you know a younger female to kind of you know learn from from your experiences or or you know I do still jump into postnatal depression peer support groups not because I'm going through it now but I can share you know yeah. what I went through and I can be the light at the end of the tunnel for some uh-huh. some mothers who are just starting out on that journey so I think you know I think throughout life you'll continue to expand and change your network yeah. as you get older and retire you know a, went out for a walk yesterday with my friend and we were talking menopause and that's not something that I'm at yet but it's something she's starting to kind of um have to navigate around and she's building a new network of people that she's talking to about that subject because her current networks aren't going through the experience at the same time as her so Mm -hmm. you know I I think that's um the beauty of life really 
Aye. And you talked there about figuring out what your own superpower is. Have you figured that out yet, Gemma? Is that a quest you're still on? It's interesting. I, I do wonder if your superpower changes as you develop mm. and grow as a person. But I think, you know, at the moment, where I think my superpower is, is around influencing change. And, that, and that's something I'm, I'm really passionate about. And I do a lot of work. And um, I've been doing quite a lot of mentoring with younger women just entering their career and helping them figure out how they influence and how they influence to make change within their role, but also for their own career path. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, my superpower at na- right now. It wasn't my superpower five years ago, and it might not be my superpower five years' time. It might be something else, depending on the path I find myself on. And do you find that quite exciting? Yeah, definitely, because I, I do. Um, it's interesting, because my mum was like a massive advocate for personal development. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, she did a lot in her life to help women on their journey and I do you know I I think you know for me personal development something you start doing the minute you're born to the to your last day and yeah so I do yeah I I find that exciting I I think it's exciting to think you know what what will I be doing in five years time and you know how will my my superpower change Mm. and grow and develop and how I can take my communities on that journey with me yeah, it was interesting. One of the podcasts a few back from this one with Jane Wright, who talked about being diagnosed with cancer and pandemic. And just after we had recorded that thing, we were texting back and forward about it. And we were both commenting that almost dying is a superpower, because when you've seen how how dark the days can be, and so we are lighting that to dying, but you've obviously had equally as dark days, you know, because you've had really sad times and difficult times in your life. And almost that that experience of landing on your knees and saying, I don't know what to do next, does actually become a superpower because no matter what walks through the door, I now think, well, chances are I'll be able to cope with it. Do you feel like that when, when challenges come to you? Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because after I had postnatal depression like say like I, I I kind of felt like my resilience was on was be, was below ground level mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um and it was it was quite scary for me because I'd always been like a strong independent resilient resilient yeah. person so it was, it was quite a quite a change for me and I it did always is it made me hyper aware that because I'd had that experience I am more prone to anxiety and depression I'm very lucky that I've not had any relapse since I had um, my son. But I know friends who've had the same experience and they have had one relapse or multiple relapses. So it became, you know, something that I was really aware of. And when my mum died, like that was, you know, probably the worst experience I've had. She was like my best friend, my mum, my parental coach my life coach my career advisor you know she she was such a big part of my life and and I actually surprised myself at how resilient I was so um Mm. my mum died suddenly in the early hours of the morning and about an hour before I got the phone call I'd woke up feeling really ill and happened to answer my phone at two in the morning because I was up being ill and not feeling well and um spent the whole weekend really sick, going in and out of out of hours, saying, like, I really don't feel well. They thought it was maybe shock uh-huh. um, from the experience, but I actually ended up in hospital 
with um, sepsis and uh, appendicitis and needing surgery and I was in hospital for five days and whilst this was going on I was actually being interviewed for the job that I'm in now and I'd had my first interview my second interview was supposed to be on the day that my mum died obviously we rearranged my the rearranged time was supposed to be on the day that I got out of hospital so we rearranged again but we only rearranged for three days and I went in and I did the interview. And at the end of it, I remember the person interviewing me said, I have to say, Gemma, like, I'm absolutely blown away that you've managed to sit through this interview, given that I know you're in pain. Mm-hmm. I know you've had the darkest two weeks of your life. Like, like, like I'm, I'm blown away at your resilience here. And actually, like, in hindsight, I was blown away by my resilience yeah. as well. I think it came from the fact that I'd survived postnatal depression Mm. And I'd shown myself that I was a lot stronger than I maybe gave myself credit for. Yeah. And it sort of a make it can bring you to a place, can't it, the dark days of your life where you think, had it not been for that, would I be able to encounter what's next and what's next and what's next? And actually, therefore, you can reflect on it. Well, I, I certainly can. So I suppose the question to you is, do you reflect on it with some gratitude, therefore? Yes, definitely. I do think, you know, these things happen for a reason. And my mum was like a huge support that got me through postnatal depression. And I think it lay the foundations that made me be able to cope with her dying. I think if that hadn't happened, then I probably wouldn't have coped anywhere near as well as I would have, as mm-hmm. I did. And I, and I do think, you know, that that happened for a reason. Like my mum invested a huge amount of time in getting me through what was a really dark time and I I think that did lay the foundations that made me cope better Mm -hmm. with the next trauma that came and I I think you know it does give me a wee bit of reassurance that no matter how bad life gets I can survive it yeah and that's that's a good place to be in isn't it yeah definitely I think you know especially before all of this I hadn't really experienced mental health before mm. but you're all very vulnerable yeah you know physically you, you you've, you've experienced that with your own um you know health issues but you know physical health is vulnerable but so is your mental health and yeah. I think you know you do need to kind of face that vulnerability mm. and know that it's there and have you got a good well, barometer on your mental health now are you aware of when you... I, I can reflect that there's times where if I do something or I think a certain way, I think, oh, right, you're clearly struggling a wee bit now, Anne. How can you pull yourself back for that? Do you have that sort of a wee tick in your head where you think, oh, right, I'm not coping the day? <laughs> yeah, so I do... Like, I, I'm, I'm aware of triggers, so um, if I start feeling nervous, mm-hmm. it reminds me of being anxious mm-hmm. and it can... I need to make... I need to level myself back up. Uh-huh. Um but I do like I find myself like I'll get crabby mm. and more crabby than normal. And I do if I get to a point where I think I'm I'm kind of I suppose biting everybody's head off, then I know I need to take some time out. But I, I'm 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 very I'm much more aware of self care mm. and owning your self care and finding finding the things that work for you. Everyone's different, you know. Some people love to go out for a run. That's my worst nightmare. But, um, you know, sitting reading a book with a cup of tea, mm-hmm. just taking that 30 minutes or an hour yep. to get your own headspace and get your own, you know, get a bit of self-care. 
I think that's, you know, that's something that before, you know, having postnatal depression, having not that much awareness of my mental health, I probably just ran at like 90 miles an hour with everything. Mm. I never really thought about, you know, the impact that was having on me personally, on my health, physical health, mental health. Whereas now I do feel so much more mindful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Thank you so much. I feel as if you've been... I didn't know what you were going to say, Gemma. And we've got a, a really good mutual friend. So I've known you for quite a few years, but I had no idea what you were going to talk about. Thank you for, uh, I would say, being so vulnerable with me and sharing so much stuff that was was so private, really. Thank you. No, thank you. That, that was a, a good conversation. Aye, thanks so much. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.